Hello and welcome to the Rolling with Old Cars podcast brought to you by the editors at Old Cars Magazine and Old Cars Report Price Guide, recently celebrating 50 years in the collector car hobby. A reminder, you can check us out in print or visit us online at www.oldcarsweekly.com or through our Facebook and Twitter pages. Make sure to sign up for our free weekly e-newsletter. I'm Brian Ernest, the editorial director at Old Cars, and this week we are really happy to be joined by Rod Egan, the owner and chief auctioneer at Worldwide Auctioneers, one of the really fine auction companies in the business. And Rod's company uh, these days, of course, is busy getting ready for what looks like another fantastic sale, their annual Arizona auction in Tempe, January 26th. And Rod, thanks for joining us. As we're recording this, we're, we're two weeks out from auction day. Uh, what does the boss do for the last two weeks before one of these sales is uh, what's all got to happen between now and January 26th. And is it the insanity kind of, kind of getting real at this point, two weeks out? Yeah. As you can imagine, I mean, a, a lot of people, uh, probably are not fully aware as to how much <laughs> goes into getting an auction ready. Uh, the, the typical auction attendee and viewer, they show up, you know, a couple of days before they do the preview, they see all the things, but what they don't see is, is the stuff that goes on for months before. So uh, as far as are we busy now? Yes. So from, a, from an operational standpoint, very busy. We've already got staff out there uh, in Arizona. Tents are going up. Uh, so there's quite a bit to do there. And of course, every day now at the office, we feel more calls and inquiries uh, and our, our specialists get back to all the prospective buyers and bidders and, and, and go through all the cars. And, uh, so it, it kind of, it'll, it'll, it'll all, it'll get busier every day virtually for all our staff. And, uh, then of course it'll culminate with a great Wednesday night and then we can exhale. So are you still, Rod, are you still a dumb question here? I kind of know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Sure. You're still dealing with COVID era restrictions and stuff, what kind of special rules are you still having to play by? Is there anything that's going to be significantly different than, you know, say a normal year auction? You guys still got special uh, kind of, you know, rules you need to deal with? Yeah. I mean, obviously I I think we all know it's here to stay. So uh, we have great COVID protocols in place in, in terms of for the safety of our all of our customers, buyers and sellers alike. Uh, and we followed through And Arizona is, uh, they're not the masks and stuff aren't mandated in Arizona, but we'll have signage that, uh, you know, lets folks know that if they're more comfortable, they can certainly put their masks on and, and do what they need to do. I mean, you know, you, when you, you get to register to bid, you come in, you get, you get some world, some free worldwide hand sanitizer. So if you're a handshaker, which a lot of car guys still are, you know, we can mitigate some of that too. And then still uh, look forward to everybody coming out and having, having a great time uh, at a live event again. The, the guys at the old cars office always, we always really look forward to seeing the lineup for the worldwide sales. It always just seems to be, we just had, always find a lot of cars to drool over Rod. And this lineup is certainly no exception. We don't, we don't have, we could be here all day talking about all the cars uh, that are worth talking about in your sale. Um, for every, everybody should just check out the website to check out the line of the guy. It's, it's really great. Um, I guess, Rod, I'd like to start with the Duesenberg. Hey, let's start with the Duesenberg. Any sale with a Duesenberg has like instant credibility. <laughs> this, car, this car is a, a 29 model J with kind of an interesting story behind it. A lot of documentation. What's, what's the short version of the history on this thing? 
Well, very good car, well-known car. So first and foremost for me, when I talk about Duesenbergs, you know, there's roughly only 400 Model Js made. Right. Uh, so what sets uh, Model Js apart from each other? Uh, for me, the, the biggest thing is that you're, you're looking at cars, first off, the original engine, body, and chassis. That's, uh, that's huge in the Duesenberg world, uh, in the J world. And then what other unique features does it have? So fortunately, this one, we have the, the, the Berlin that we have, uh, has custom coach work. So it's a one-off. It's the only one like it. And it is, of course, one of the examples with the original engine chassis and body. So it's, it's, uh, it's been to Pebble Beach years ago. It's been a best of show winner uh, uh, as, uh, in, uh, I believe Cincinnati, the Dayton Concours as recently as 2021, that's got, you know, great provenance, uh, well-known collectors in the, in the pre-war era, Fred Buis, Homer Fitterling, Ed Weaver, you know, Dick Burdick. Um, so it, it really has everything going for it. Uh, I would say. You always seem to be heavy on the thirties classics, Rod. I mean, your sales have a reputation for, a lot of a lot of yeah. big classics. Um, this this sales no different. Um, just a couple that we should probably hit on. You got a thirty five Delahaye that is just a striking car and another rare car too, right? Yeah, very very. That that is also a, a one off car. Uh, you know, Paris show car, and uh, you know it's it's short competition chassis one thirty five M. Uh, and the car, the story and the history of that car is absolutely fascinating uh, all the way from day one. Uh, as I mentioned, it, it debuted at the 35 Paris Motor Show uh, and it's uh, uh, Fagoni bodied. So it's uh, it's really, really got a lot of things that tick the boxes. It's the last last known Delay built with yeah. a Fagoni body. Uh you know, Fagoni and, and Falashki, they, you know, Falashki paired later in the year. Uh, so it's, it's incredibly significant historically in that uh, it's, uh, it's the, the testament to the accuracy, the detail, the restoration. When the restoration was done, uh, this car is done exactly in the colors as it was when it was new. So for those, those people that go to the website on worldwideauctioneers.com, you'll see the grill treatment with yellow, uh, the wheels, the sweep panel that goes through there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal car. I, I just, I just love how authentic and historically correct it is. Yeah. That is one of those, you do a double take the first time you see that car. It's, uh, it's oh yeah. Pretty strong. Yeah, it, went, it went to Pebble of the year of the Delahaye. And so, as you know, at Pebble beach and the, they feature classes, all the cars in the class will go across the ramp and they'll introduce them and everything. And, of all the Delahays, and Lord knows there was some fantastic uh, Delahays that year. A huge round of applause. This just seemed to be such a crowd favorite. You got a really interesting and rare 32 Chrysler coming too, Rod, and a, a 39 Packard Darren. Those are those are always you know high profile cars. Tell us about the Packard Darren and the 32 Chrysler. Well, what, the the Darren is you know one of the first. You know, Dutch Darren, the, the first 14 cars uh, that he built are considered historically some of the most valuable. Yeah. Uh, and, and they were they were all hand done uh, by him. 
and so this is one of those, and they were called the Hollywood Darrens because, you know, basically it was the Hollywood crowd that was buying those cars. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, I think Preston Foster was uh, one of the uh, uh, actors that owned this car. And uh, the, it's got great documentation, including a copy of a letter from from uh, Darren himself and and well-known. It was previously part of, uh, I think I, I've talked to Don Williams about it in the Blackhawk collection. Uh, and it's and comes out of a great, great collection now of, of pre-war stuff. So for people that love that unique stuff and, and you know, custom bodied American classics, this is a killer car. And I another rare treat a 57 dual gear convertible now they built a hundred of those right and there's yep. not a hundred not a hundred of them left those don't come up very often either no they don't there there's very few um you know we were fortunate to have one at our uh, our auburn auction that did really well and uh so now we've been entrusted to sell another one and this is probably arguably the best one I've ever seen in terms of restoration quality the, the over 600,000 invested in, in, in the final product. Um, it, it's just, it, it's a, it's one of those cars where, you know, we try to make sure we have great photography. So people have a, a good idea of what, you know, the cars, what they are. This is one of those cases where the photography doesn't do the car justice sure. When you see the car in person. It's incredible. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. We've had a lot of, a lot of buzz on that car. For the muscle car crowd, we got a couple of uh, of Hemi cars, Hemi Mopars. I think yep. yeah, you got a '68 Charger and a '70 Challenger RT. Is that right? What kind of what kind of expectations you got for those two? Yeah, great. I mean, when when you talk about Mopar and, and muscle, uh, again, you know what your what matters most is documentation. Uh, originality and how authentic they are and both of those cars are excellent examples and uh, you know I, what I like about the the offer the difference in the offering is the two body styles you know completely different and uh, and certainly two of mine for Mopar I love I love both of those cars uh, they both have great history and uh, would be phenomenal cars for for performance-minded uh, owners to have. And then, last but not least, on the hit list of stuff I wanted to talk about, Rod, and, and the the early for early Ford V8 fans, you've got an unbelievable smorgasbord, the Ron yeah. Thorne collection. Is it thirty five cars? Is that how many? Yeah, are yeah there All is. Offer at no reserve. This is yeah. some kind of score for you guys. Tell us about this collection. It is uh, stunning. Well, anybody in the the early V8 Ford world is familiar with Ron Thorne. Ron probably had, for a long time, one of the biggest and, and great collections. And if you if you owned a really good uh, early V8 Ford, there's a chance Ron Thorne would have tried to buy it off you. He just, <laughs> he was he spent you know so many years. Uh, first of all, those cars are uh, uh, you know outside of his wife, the love of his life. I would say right so. Um, he's had a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal run with the early V8 Fords from, you know, acquiring them, having some done, uh, at, at other restoration shops and he, but he loved to do them himself too. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he, he would take on, you know, like most car guys a little more than he should. And he'd have a few lined up that he could restore. And he did, and he, and he did phenomenal work. And what everybody loves about Ron Thorne's cars is how, how honest they are. 
So you're not you're not going to find any cobbled up, put together stuff. Um, and 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 whether they're, you know, nearly hundred point cars that were that were just restored, or whether they're largely original with incredible authenticity and drivability, and 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 he, he put together a collection that just really and truly represented what the early V8 Fords were. You got boy, this is another tough question. You got any other? Under maybe under the radar cars or sleepers or cars you think are particularly interesting. Uh, it, what what other what other outliers you got here in this sale that you're I, looking forward to see how they do? I, I would say if we go back to the pre-war stuff, there's there's a 32 Chrysler Imperial Cabriolet uh, that is frankly one of the most striking cars I've ever seen. So uh, back in 32. Uh, a couple of guys left Murphy Coach Builders by the name of Bowman and Schwartz, uh, which most pre-war car people are pretty familiar with, with Coach Builders of the era, Bowman and Schwartz. And this is the very first car that they did. Right. So, uh, and it, it's, it's incredible. Like you look at this car and you see where all the hot rodders got their ideas in the 50s. Uh, on how to turn the, what, what these 30s cars should look like. I mean, it was so far ahead of its time. It's, in, it's, it's just incredible. So um, it, it's a truly a phenomenal car. Again, original engine body chassis, one-off coach work. Uh, so that car, is, we've got massive interest and inquiries from all over the world. It's just one of those cars. Uh, and we expect it will do very, very well. And then, you know, Certainly not as not as significant from a price point, but one of my favorite cars in the entire auction is the 1930 Stutz Blackhawk Roadster. And what I love about it is it's entirely original. Wow. Like it's it's killer. And it's had a bunch of money spent on it mechanically. So I mean it's got you know a new fuel tank and stuff. But if you look interior, the entire exterior is all original. You know, you got areas where the paint's flaking off. And I mean. And it just, it, it, it immediately transcends you back into that time period. And it's just got such a cool look. I love original stuff. That's probably for me, that's, that's my number one. If I was ever going to have a, a collection that was narrowed down to a certain mark or style of cars, it would be all original stuff. Sure. Uh, but, uh, so again, not, not nearly, you know, anywhere near in the same price point, but I'm one of those guys that I don't care what it costs. If it's cool, it's cool. Uh, whether it's, you know, 3 million or 50,000, that's, if it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> would you, would you, do you, what kind of sense of a mood do you get these days from, from folks out there, from talking to so many people, people, you, you sense a lot of optimism, are people still a little tentative or a little unsure? Um, what kind of vibes are feeling from buyers and sellers? What do you think buyers and sellers are thinking these days, right? Well, I think, I think we get a, a you get a bit of both and it really, really just depends entirely who you're talking to and what they're going through that day or that moment almost. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, the market's good, right? Uh, everybody was pent up for a long time and there's been, you know, a handful of auctions now live that people have been able to go to. And, and uh, it's really what I love about the live events is it's such a, such a time where car guys and gals can truly enjoy and share their passion with other people, all the like-minded people at that event. So 
rarely do you get to any car event, whether, you know, not just an auction, but, you know, a great concourse, something like that. And you just see people are so happy and smiling because they're doing what they love to do. They're hanging out and talking about cars. So that that's been very evident for us, uh, you know, and then you have certain people depending on their health uh, that are, you know, uh, inclined to maybe stay at home uh, rather than fly, send someone to go do it. Uh, a lot of times we'll have people fly in and then fly back out before the auction uh, so that they can still get a good look at what they want to buy and, and have an idea. And then, you know, of course, you have all, the, the way it's all set up now. We have all our online platforms for everybody. You can you can follow along. You can bid by phone. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly easy to take part in these auctions these days uh, for everybody. Um, but I think the general consensus is, is the market's good. It was really good coming out of, uh, Auburn and Pebble, you know, last summer. And, and, uh, I'd love to tell you exactly how it's going to be in Scottsdale this year, but I, the only thing I can do is tell you Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Give us, uh, what, what do people got to know here, Rob, before I let you go, what, uh, what do people got to know where, when, how do we follow along? What kind of information people want to, if they need to check out the auction or want to show up, uh, what do they need to know? Well, the easiest thing to do is go to the website, worldwideauctioneers.com. And uh, so when you when you land in the Phoenix airport, if people are flying in, uh, we're actually the closest to the airport, the first stop uh, along the way. It's very easy to find. It's uh, Sing Meadows is the destination, and it used to be a golf course. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it straddles Scottsdale and Tempe. I think the actual part of the golf course we're on is Scottsdale, uh the clubhouse area might have been tempe it's one it's literally right on that border there uh easy to get to uh obviously uh lots of parking free parking so when we do our events there's two things that i always take into consideration and one is you know it usually takes a long time you know what it's like on heavy car weekends takes a long time to get anywhere uh, so we've alleviated that by, by being right off the freeway and very close to the airport. We're literally 10 minutes from the airport. And the other thing is after you've been working hard to get somewhere is how long it takes you to find a parking spot. And we have a ton of parking where you can just pull right up and park and you don't have far to go. Everything is right there. So those are the two things as a car guy myself, you know, going to other events, buying at other auctions, doing all that stuff. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always wary, uh, or not wary, but uh, very in touch with what the customer experience needs to be. So we've got that. And then it's really simple. Any questions, they can call the office. If they have questions on cars, there's email inquiries they can do right on the website. Car specialists will get back to them and we can walk you through the whole process. It's incredibly easy these days. Terrific. Hey, Rod, we appreciate you squeezing us into your schedule these days. Thanks a million for your time. And hey, good luck in Arizona. Thanks. Always good to chat with you, Brian. Take care. That's going to do it for this episode of our podcast. A reminder to check us out at oldcarsweekly.com on our Facebook and social media outlets. Make sure to sign up for our free weekly e-newsletter. And if you're not a subscriber to Old Cars, we would love to have you on board. I'm Brian Ernest. And for all the folks at our Old Cars headquarters in Wisconsin, thanks for joining us on Rolling with Old Cars.